Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Elhamdülillahi Rabbil Alemin. Ve usalli ve usallim ala seyir evvelim ve ahirin Nebiyyena Muhammeden ve ala alihi ve sahbihi ve barik ve sallam. Elhamdülillah we have reached the 26th section of the Quran. And this is a mighty part of the Book of Allah with critical importance to our actual situation today in the world. This juz is made up of Surat al-Ahqaf, Surah Muhammad, Surat al-Fatih, Surat al-Hujurat, Surah Qaf, and Surah Dhariyat. The Surat al-Ahqaf is the seventh of the Hamim series. Remember there were seven uh, in this series. And it, it, it refers to winding sandy hills especially those in Hadramaut, uh, in Yemen and Southern Arabia. And it, it, it clearly works out the idea that if the truth is challenged, it will be answered. There are consequences for dealing with the truth and challenging the creator of the heavens and the earth. And after this very important uh, surah, we begin what we could call the last sixth of the Quran. Five, six are over. And uh, in this section of the Book of Allah, we find that the chapters are arranged, uh, they are short surahs. But even though they are short, they still have uh, an arrangement. And this arrangement uh, is generally covering the subject matter. The first three chapters um, within this last sixth of the Quran, which is Juz number 26. The first of that is Surah Muhammad. And this chapter um, is dealing with the necessity of uh, defense and uh, the importance of external uh, uh, protection and internal relations. And uh, this is so critical uh, for the Muslims today to be aware of what is happening, not only on the outside, but aware of what is happening on the inside. The next chapter, Surat al-Fat, is a beautiful chapter, and it is revealed surrounding a very critical point uh, in the prophethood, and that is six years after the Hijrah. The Prophet Sallallahu uh, decided with his companions that they need to go to Mecca. They had been under attack uh, for, for successive years. And finally they decided, we need to go to Mecca and perform Umrah. And according to the Jahiliya, the, the Arab society, every Arab was allowed to visit the house, to visit the idols or whatever it is that he or she felt sacred uh, within these territories. So the Prophet ﷺ set out uh, with a band of his followers and before they reached uh, Mecca, they were confronted in a place called Hudaybiyah. And after a series of confrontations, a treaty was made between the Muslims and Quraysh. And this treaty, the Sulah al-Hudaybiyah, uh, it stipulated that based upon it, there would be peace for 10 years. But there are conditions. The condition is, the first of those conditions is that anybody who wants to make an alliance, whether it be to the Muslims or whether it be 
to the Quraysh, in other words, somebody wants to leave Islam and return to Quraysh, then they are free to do this. But the difference is, if the Muslims, if there is a new Muslim, if somebody wants to leave uh, the Quraysh and be sent back, um, they can make the alliance. Yes, they can make the alliance, but they will have to go back. So this is the difference. Uh, people are free to make the alliances, but it was uneven in the sense that um, the people who accepted Islam had to be returned to Mecca. Then also, there would be no Umrah that year. Now this, of course, brought a negative reaction uh, amongst the companions of the Prophet ﷺ, because how could we not make the Umrah? We are ready to give our lives to go to the house of Allah. But the Prophet ﷺ was dealing with revelation, and he knew something that his companions knew not. And it is said that when the companions were disagreeing with this, the Prophet ﷺ would tell them, okay, now you have to come out of Umrah, out of the state of Umrah, but nobody moved. And he went to his tent and he was frustrated, and Um Salama, radiallahu anha, who you could call the personal advisor of the Prophet ﷺ, she was watching this and she said, and this is the deep, relevant, practical advice that she would always give. And, and, and she said to the Prophet ﷺ, don't just talk to them about this because this is a negative um, situation. Just do it. So instead of saying, we're going to come out of Umrah, then take off your um Umrah garments, uh, come out of your state of Umrah, and then they will naturally follow you. And he did it, and they followed. And so the treaty itself um, had an impact on them, but the greater picture of things showed later that actually it was a great blessing. It was a great blessing because there was forgiveness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Also, it showed the dignity of prophethood because now the prophet is negotiating with the leaders of Quraysh. So therefore, in order to negotiate and make a treaty, then that means that you are on their level. And the news spread around the Arabian Peninsula. And so this psychologically was, was changing the balance throughout the whole of Arabia. Thirdly, what it gave them was free access to Mecca. They couldn't make uh, Umrah that year, but the following year they were allowed to go to Mecca, and it happened. They did that, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blessed them to be able to uh, enter into Mecca. And despite the negative thoughts that some of the companions had about this chapter, the Prophet ﷺ in describing it was reported to have said, لَقَدْ أُنزِلَتْ عَلَيَّ سُورَةً لَهِيَ أَحَبُّ إِلَيَّ مِمَّا طَلَعَتْ عَلَيْهِ الشَّمْسِ ثُمَّ قَرَى إِنَّا فَتَحْنَا لَكَ فَتْحًا مُبِينًا إِلَىٰ آخِرَ الْآيَةً The Prophet ﷺ uh, revealed to his companions that what has come down to me now is a chapter that is more beloved to me than anything that the sun has arisen on. And then he read Surat al-Fat. And that is a beautiful description that the Prophet ﷺ made uh, for this chapter. 
and it shows the power of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the greater picture of things that we need to have. The last of the three Medina surahs that are in this section is Surah Hujurat. And this is the chapter of Adab, behavior, the chapter of Islah, that there should be repair between the believers, there should be brotherhood and sisterhood. It's also a chapter of anti-racism. And this has become so critical today uh, with the world uh, in the, the unbelievable situation that race has become, in many parts of the world, a determining factor in how people are dealt with. But Allah revealed the eternal words in the, in the 13th ver verse. Ya ayyuhan nas, inna khalaqnakum min dhakarin wa unta wa ja'alnakum shu'uban wa qaba'ila li ta'arafu. Inna akramakum indallahi atqaakum. Inna allaha aliman khabir. Allah has revealed, O humanity, verily we created you with a male and a female, and we made you into nations and tribes that you would know one another. Verily, the most noble and honorable in the sight of Allah is the one who is the most pious. For surely Allah is the all-knowing and he is well aware of all things. And so this clearly shows us that there is no superiority of black over white or white over black. Arab over non-Arab, that these divisions that are amongst us is actually for us to get to know each other. It's actually a blessing that we have these divisions and it is a form of knowledge. The last two chapters uh, within this section, Surah Qaf and Al-Dariyat, uh, they are part of a series of Meccan surahs that is showing Allah's revelation uh, through history, through nature, through the mouths of the prophets and with the signs of the hereafter. And we'll look more into uh, these chapters along with the succeeding ones when we come to the next section. Bi'idnillah. I leave you with these thoughts and I ask Allah to have mercy on me and you. Wa'akhir da'wana and alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.